0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Bringing you Fun Bunch Broadcast, Episode Six, with your hosts Noah Woodward and Christopher Palero. Today, we're going to talk about gaming and entertainment, um, and celebrities, I guess.
1: Yeah. Overall, and this is our our other installment into the culture revolution. Um, topics that we've been talking about lately. So, three part series? Uh, yeah, just a three part series so far. Okay, dokie. Okay. Uh, shorter content, bite sized content. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's better for everybody. Yeah, easy um, to pick through. Yeah. So, as far as gaming, where do we see it headed? And where is it at right now?
0: So, I feel like right now we have the overwhelming domination of battle royales. You know, PUBG, <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. But I feel like. Even greater than that is just the fact that every video game that's multiplayer is literally just the same thing on repeat. Mm. Like, MMOs are not in, like, a popular place right now as to where they were in the beginning of the internet. Yeah. Not the beginning, but I mean, like, in that era of where, like, EverQuest and World of Warcraft was huge. Like, those appealed to people because you could have a multiplayer experience venturing through a role-playing game, like a massive world, whereas multiplayer games now just seem to be the same game on repeat like call of duty league of legends overwatch like battle royale such as pubg and fortnite and i feel like like uh talk about how you were thinking the dip like how community is in playing a much more important role than content in a video game
1: yeah so community nowadays is derived from twitch itself because before Twitch, it was more just YouTube communities, which was good, but you, you wouldn't have that real-time interaction between the streamer and the viewers. So we're seeing these real communities show up on Twitch, and the community is actually making these uh, Twitch streamer celebrities. And as we see actual celebrities such as Drake, you know Travis Scott, reaching out to Ninja on and going on Twitch, we're seeing that gaming and gaming communities are being glamorized for you know being accepted, socially acceptable which mm-hmm. in the past like being a gamer would be like kind of weird and nerdy mm-hmm. but now it's like just a normal thing like who yeah. doesn't who isn't playing you know Fortnite now and, and the Battle
0: Royale trend yeah, But new games seem to be like the new sports like oh, you can yeah, become yeah. a celebrity just like that just yeah. playing games yeah. I mean, the only thing it takes is to be good at it
1: I mean not even good at it you just have to provide the type yeah, of content sure. that really that people like and sometimes people have been streaming for so long where they develop these like cult-like communities where they're not even good at the game, nor are they that entertaining. I like that term, cult-like. Yeah, but like you'll have streams that have 100 viewers. I follow some of these people, and they have the same people, and they stream at the same time every day. And it's just they like the community of having people there and talking with them and mm-hmm. getting to know people and really interacting. And that's a new wave of gaming culture as a,
0: as a, as yeah what's interesting we can talk about how gaming culture has evolved mm. I feel like gaming culture got socially acceptable once it became a source of media content mm. uh, like for example Call of Duty blew up like tremendously once people started doing Call of Duty commentaries mm. like that idea like you remember Nade Shot like yeah. White Boy 7th Street yeah, Woody's back, Gamer Tag like they yeah. popularized the Call it commentary. <laughs> that was hype. And like, what what was interesting about it was like, regular people, doing the same thing you're doing, and just talking to you. Yeah. And that's what people want. People just want that individual to put out their information, their thoughts. And it's really interesting because, we're in an age of entrepreneurship where people can really just put out content. Not even entrepreneurship, just art in general and just put out content and just people will like it people won't it's just how things work and it's really interesting because the term celebrity is evolving like I feel like you take the term celebrity 50, 60 years ago mm. it's like when you think of celebrity you're like professional athletes people in Hollywood and like politicians that are actually relevant like yeah, the yeah. president the vice president yeah. that's it yeah that's really <laughs> like, it. Yeah, but now it's like all it takes to be a celebrity is to have popularity. Yeah. And with social media and all these platforms, like broadcasting platforms mm. such as Twitch, YouTube, like stuff like that, you just have the opportunity to expand on massive rates and become a celebrity just through having people follow you. Yeah. Become a celebrity for being a runner. Become a celebrity for cooking good food. Become a celebrity for talking to people. Like it's just it's that easy. Yeah. And it's just do people like you or not. That's all it takes to become a celebrity.
1: And, and that becomes a byproduct mm. of the social media revolution too. Mm-hmm but gaming as it as evolved in my lifetime it's really exciting to see where it's at today compared to where we mm-hmm. we were in middle school like in middle school like we were big League of Legends players and League of Legends that esports stream yeah like uh, everybody in our friend group it felt like we were just so competitive and mm-hmm. we, we love to be the, we loved the competitiveness of the game and league itself i think it's addicting because of the competitive nature that they endorse now and even with the new features and modes that they're adding to the game where it's just like their business model is just featuring solely off the competition of the game itself and people are becoming addicted to that and gaming has evolved from being these single player games where you just play a storyline to these these really popular games nowadays and MOBAs and battle royales where it's just a multiplayer competition you know and and I still respect, obviously, like, the games of single-player campaigns, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, such as, like, Skyrim. Yeah. And even Call of Duty campaigns are, you know, mm-hmm. fun to play. But it, there's that evolution throughout our lifetime, too. And where do we expect to see gaming in five years is, is the main question.
0: I think gaming is going to increase. I feel like right now we're at, a, we're at a point in gaming where it's just multiplayer. Multiplayer is what drags a community into it. Whereas, like, we're losing touch for a good storyline or a good, like, we either focus too much on graphics and don't care about content or too much on community and don't care about graphics or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Not, not even necessarily community and graphics, just there's not, much, there's much, not as much depth to the game. Like, have yeah. you ever realize that a lot of games just seem to be trying to make money? instead of producing an art form. Mm. Whereas if you look at, for example, Kingdom Hearts, like back when that those games were being created, they weren't being created out of the desire to make money. Like Kingdom Hearts was a beautiful rendition of intersecting storylines with an overarching like a Disney world in conjunction with so where I was at in regards to video games being a form of art is the fact that If you look at, say, for example, Kingdom Hearts, it was a Disney storyline in conjecture with Final Fantasy characters with an overarching, unique, like, Kingdom Hearts being its own storyline. It was putting all these arts together to create a unique masterpiece of gaming where it's like you had intersecting storylines. Whereas now it just seems like the same thing on repeat, just flooding out microtransactions Mm -hmm. and trying to keep people onto the game instead of trying to create something that will last. Yeah. You ever realize that? Like, most yeah. games are literally just waiting for the next one to come out yeah. instead of putting out, like, for example, a book. You put out a book and you want it to be the best thing ever and you want it to last forever. Yeah. But that doesn't happen with video games anymore. It's just become monopolized. It's
1: hard to create a company off of, you know, pay your 40 bucks. Because mm-hmm. how are you going to expect to, when people get, I guess you could say, bored of the content in the game, like, how are you gonna expand on the game when you don't have, like you just have the revenue off of people like obviously you could keep doing it adi- like that's why people like Call of Duty does additions every year and so that people can go out and actually pay them money mm-hmm. but if you were to create a high quality game for say let's say an MMO mm-hmm. and you were to put your heart and soul as a company to to create this game make sure it's amazing so so many people go out and buy it right so you have that money but then when you're looking to add on to the game like. You're not getting any revenue if you're not doing microtransactions and stuff like that. So I can understand the microtransaction model mm-hmm. and where it's taking us, but I think it does add this sense of either pay to win or um, this not authentic feel to the game mm-hmm. that I wish that companies could find that that fine balance between.
0: Yeah. I feel like with the monopolization of gaming companies is the fact that gaming companies aren't willing to take risks anymore. They're not willing to do something that will make or break their business. Such as creating a game that will doesn't cater to their customers. It gifts them with a unique experience. Something they wouldn't have thought of. Something unique. And they're not willing to do that. They're not willing to take that chance. And I feel like what gaming needs to evolve to get back to the art style. To the focus on creative pursuits. Is indie games need to be as not necessarily as easy but not as manpower requiring to produce something at a high scale like if for example say i w- I don't want to throw up skyrim because bethesda is a really interesting company that maintains their i want to create art and not so much just pump out games so we're going to go with something like call of duty like it's just the same thing on repeat they never tried something unique and i feel like I mean, sure, that pushed them off for like six years, and they were able to maintain popularity and maybe yeah. even continued growing for a while. But eventually, it's going to decline, just like yeah. everything else. And if you're not willing to take that risk to change your direction, you're just going to hit a dead end. Mm. I feel like that's a problem with gaming companies, right <laughs> now.
1: Yeah, I think that's a huge issue is that the companies aren't taking risks. But these, these, some of these companies, especially Blizzard, they're huge companies. You know, what I mean, sometimes yeah. taking big risks is, you know, the death of their company mm-hmm. almost. And what I expect to see in my predictions uh, for the future of gaming, where I want gaming to go, I want gaming to produce, or the gaming community to produce, another MMORPG that changes the game. You know what I mean? That's not like World of Warcraft, that's like a... That's like now <laughs> Arcage as you would for Which, was okay. uh, you know, if you took some of the components of Age and put it into this some godlike mm-hmm. MMORPG, like, that is... That would be amazing. Great graphics... Uh, this concept, I like the concepts of community. You know what I mean, like being able to go out with like friends and mm-hmm. build a guild or something like that. Like that's what I like to do. And a lot of people like like uh, Skyrim and Elder, like the Elder Scroll series, and they also like Dark Souls. Like the whole, you know, fighting and medieval medieval ask- yeah, ask type of fighting and stuff like that. I think that will succeed. That's my that's what I want. Um, my prediction for companies that are going to die off. I think Call of Duty's at its at it's last leg I think we're expecting to see Call of Duty just to stop I think
0: they're know, like, beyond their last leg I yeah. think they're hanging on by like the last red yeah. bone
1: I think the next Call of Duty is going to be the last Call of Duty that's why I, I'm hearing rumors of that but uh, I guess we'll it. see
0: I, I love Call see. of Duty as a kid though that's yeah. what sucks oh yeah like it was a beautiful game when we game, grew up I think
1: most people cool. go out and buy the game for, like our age group it's just nostalgia yeah
0: I guess you, know, you want the nostalgia yeah. I feel like a lot of companies are feeding off of nostalgia but oh, yeah. that's the problem I want to Zelda. say some of my predictions for the future. The fact that yeah, I don't I don't see indie games taking off to be honest. Like I feel like the only platform where an indie game has the potential to take off is going to be mobile platforms. Although, yeah. I don't I'm not too well versed in mobile gaming, but I don't think it's that big. Not in no, comparison I, I to console and PC, so. Like, I, I guess, I mean, with, the, with how technology on the phone is expanding, I mean, there's going to leave some opportunities for mobile gaming, but I feel like with mobile gaming, you're not appealing to the same audience. You're appealing to, I just want to kill some time on my phone, and not I want to get myself immersed in a video game. I think, in going back to our whole hip-hop criminal culture, I feel like what could really succeed right now and what could really change the game in regards to an MMO mm. would be GTA Online. Mm. but the new GTA taking more MMO-like aspects into account. Ooh. Like, what if yeah. GTA 6 was an MMORPG just... where you role-played as someone hit and licks someone that's a criminal. Yeah, like, yeah. you try to be smoke perk. Yeah. Mm. yeah then, no, That'd, that be that would, That'd be interesting. That, that would
1: definitely hack into, you know, pop mm-hmm. culture right now. And,
0: and I'm gonna laugh when we just get someone on Rockstar he hears me out, this idea happens, like, they start putting it into production <laughs> like, too late. Yeah. No, and I think there's
1: definitely room for that type of aspect and whatnot. I'd be mm-hmm. excited to see yeah, that. You
0: realize I'm most into just-encompass fantasy oh, realms, Yeah, and I feel like, why? Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing stopping you. They should expand you. on like, that type of idea. That's the thing. Like, MMOs cater to such a unique audience, people who want to just get themselves lost in fantasy worlds. It's like, what if people just want to do reckless Like, that's what GTA yeah. is. People just wanting yeah. to do reckless shit yeah. they can't do in real life like it could be a, a really interesting MMO. I mean, you already have the idea of an economy. Like that wouldn't be hard to manufacture in a game like GTA. You know, you got cars, you got money, you got stuff like that, guns, gangs, like it'd be an interesting addition. Yeah. It might promote drug and, you know, violent culture and anti government. Yeah. But I mean you gotta have fun. It'd yeah, be
1: exciting. <laughs> yeah. So what would your prediction for the death
0: of a video game or a company? What what would it be for you? See, like, right now, I'm really 50-50 on League. Mm. League of Legends is in a very weird, rough spot right now. I feel like their eSports has blown up significantly. Their eSports are, f- like, freaking huge now. Mm. But I feel like it's lacking the casual gamer mm. or someone who is just trying to play ranked and not so much with pro dreams. You know what I mean? Back in the day, we could be playing solo duo, one v two stomp. I mean, like two v five stomp, two v eight. Like we could do shit like that. And now it's like, you know, even if you have two people playing together, it's like it seems really team reliant. Like yeah. just the way the mechanics are in the game with the whole plan. So how do, you, how do you how do you change
1: that? Like how you do you cater
0: your, your, your two different type of games? No, nah, not even. Um, so you have to make a choice there. It's like I I feel like they're doubling down on esports with the whole introduction of Clash. See, they're not like, oh, we want to appeal to the individual consumer. This is a casual player, someone who plays ranked on the weekend or something like that. They're like, nah, we're going to go all fucking in. We're going to be Black Ops 2 League play. Like, We're going to take that and we're going to fucking go hard on that. Because I think that'd be really interesting. See, with ranked, ranked was interesting. But, because like, ranked had stakes. You had LP. Yeah. And LP is like... Something money can't buy. LP yeah. is I mean, success. Would die LP. <laughs> yeah, like it's, true. it's like success. It has no real value, but it has so much individual fulfillment. Yeah. And I feel like Clash is going to push towards esports without having esports be such a far target. It's going to bring yeah. esports closer to home. Exactly. And I feel like that's why
1: the some the average players will feel like oh they're that close to the esports mm-hmm. dream you know yeah they, bro because they're playing in this tournament oh remember us we were just so yeah, like, the, so
0: far away yeah we but we, we wanted it yeah, so bad
1: we we played so much just so to be able to practice like, <laughs> uh-huh. it's like people will play twelve a day. yeah like twelve hours a day mm-hmm. and whatnot like you know, Faker Rubber play eighteen hours a day at some points like yeah. that's ridiculous it's almost a, that's definitely unhealthy at that point. I think. Uh, Hey, but
0: eighteen, yeah, 18's a yeah, lot. Maybe
1: sixteen. Lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just need eight uh, hours of sleep. Yeah, you don't need any exercise or anything. It's just play.
0: I mean, it. you get the dumbbells. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just What if Faker legit only hit arms and like their streams? <laughs> you just see him at a you tournament. Wrist just like. <laughs> it's like you know when you start lifting and you just get like rampant muscle growth in certain yeah. areas like Faker only does biceps and faker just flexes on like Koreans it would, would be, be hilarious yeah. I don't know I think League is either gonna blow up or die yeah and cause like League's always been like that though it's always like going up and down yeah like you peaked it peaked around season 5 season 6 and then like you know, probably, like, season three, I think. Now, season three was huge for League, wasn't it? Uh, that was Worlds, SKT1. Yeah. I feel like season four was, like, eh. Season five blew up. Then season six was declining. Season seven declining. Season eight, eh. Like, esports is pretty big, but, like, not so much. It's not, it's not like, just like now. Twi- League of Legends was, like, the game on Twitch, number one. 100% of the time, no game could ever compete unless someone like Drake got on and was pulling 700k viewers. Yeah. Now it's like League's almost always second to Fortnite, which is really interesting. Well, I think Fortnite's Twitch. actually a fad game. Yeah, probably. I mean, I it's a repeat it, game. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's like, like I mean, so is League though, actually, now that I think about it. Does Fortnite have ranked? Fortnite, they have a, they have a, I don't know, no, no, there's not like, rank system. Yeah, I I've only They have played squads and stuff. They have yeah. squads,
1: and it's, if, I guess the thrill of it is not as much a ranking system, it's more of a, like, just catching that win, you know what I mean? And yeah. not a lot of people get that win. It's a stake, mean? it's a stake. that stake that they set it up.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like the difference between Fortnite and League is League is a long-term stake. Hmm. Like, you're playing with your LP, your LP is like your wealth. Yeah. And, you know, you build it up for years and you tear it down for years. It's slowly up and down. You know what I mean? You fuck with it. You bring it up, you bring it down. Whereas, like, with Fortnite, Fortnite's, like, going back to hip-hop culture, just trying to amass as much money as possible and risking it all. Yeah. Like, so you're going for that first place, and that first place is fast money. Mm. And, you know, you risk it all. You risk getting shot. You risk everything because yeah. you want that W. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's what appeals to Fortnite is, like, you start off with nothing and you get a lot of things quickly. Mm. It's a really sure. interesting theme. Yeah. seems to be really common in our society, yeah. the idea of getting things quickly. Yeah, That's, a, that's an interesting talk. Yeah, and
1: I'm, I'm excited to see where gaming goes in general. You know I mean? That pretty much, I feel like we've yeah. definitely covered everything we've mm-hmm. wanted to talk about as far as the culture from Revolution games. series
0: and in video games and entertainment and how we're seeing gamers become. Do you want to nice talk so about much. entertainment a little longer? Because I have a few thoughts. Because we only talked about gaming here. Uh, yeah, you know yeah we, we can talk a little bit about... Where, so I went to the movies the other day with Cam mm-hmm. and uh, CJ we saw Avengers and I'm like yeah the movie theaters was an interesting thing but when people went to the movies so they could see movies with friends and like as a, when I went to the movie theaters I didn't go there and talk to everybody there like it wasn't a social gathering it was like I was seeing a movie chilling and then going back it's like I feel like with technology advancing in the household I feel like places where you get technology outside of your house, for example, movie theaters, PC bars, I feel like as those, as technology advances in the household and becomes more prevalent, I feel like places like that are going to decline, especially, I think virtual reality is going to take over the movie industry. Hmm. Uh, I feel like gaming is in a rough, I always predicted gaming would be a primary source of entertainment, you know what I mean? Because with gaming, it's like, what you're doing is you're putting yourself in the shoes of the character. And you're playing through as that character. You're basically role-playing. You're interacting. Yeah, and it's like, if you watch a movie, that's kind of what you're doing. Like, you're becoming the character. You're experiencing what the character feels. I feel like video games kind of take that to a whole new level. Because, sure, it's like watching a movie, but you're in the movie in that sense. And I thought video games were going to become the like the main source of entertainment. But I feel like we're in the headed in the opposite direction right now. Yeah. So, like, video games are just to kill time or like play the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and it's not so much a cinematic experience yeah like- I'm,
1: I'm more on a rebuttal a little bit on that and say that there's there's some parallels that you can draw between the movie industry and gaming itself but I think the difference is when you're gaming you're actually like mentally interacting with the mm-hmm. screen you're having to put inputs and you have to react to outputs uh, as far as movie though I think you're just kind of brain dead, just like uh, you know, yeah, like sitting there the for few hours absorbing information. Like you don't need to make decisions or actions based off of mm-hmm. what's happening in the movie, as per se. And that's where I think gaming has its unique edge there, and it has always has that place in my heart. And I think the reason why people like movies is because sometimes people don't even want to expend that much energy to play games mm-hmm. or even think. They like to absorb that information to be entertained by it without having to. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, but you can go back to the technology and how it's like. Oh, yeah. So. It's evolving.
0: I think virtual reality is going to take over the movie industry just because like having a 360 experience in a movie would be phenomenal being able to put yourself in the character's shoes. But I don't think that's anywhere near. I think it's going to be much farther in the future because, you know, 360 cameras aren't even like, they're not the highest quality and they're not the most effective. But I don't know. We talked about music, talked about movies, gaming. What other forms of entertainment are there? Um, yeah, that's no a, those are the major ones. Oh well, yeah,
1: we we've talked about most of the, the the big ones that make up American culture. You know, entertainment is a huge part. The of
0: thing that. with movies, though, what I appreciate about movies is indie films. You know, are almost on the same level as pro production films yeah. with in regards to everything except for CGI, mm. which is really interesting. I feel like it's yeah. really putting the power into the individual and. I feel like what's really going to make movies that are, like, Hollywood blockbusters are either going to be... Like, I realize, like, most of the Hollywood blockbusters are just storylines. Like they build on former storylines. Like, for the for example, The Avengers is, like, continue on the whole Marvel superhero storyline. And it's like, that only goes so far. Like, when you can't... Sure, you're going to have people who create, like, unique films that are, like, Hollywood box office films. But without that continuity... I feel like a lot of films are going to lack. And I feel like that's when Indian films are going to dominate, creating an entirely unique experience that's not catered to another storyline. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I could see the entertainment, or as specifically the movie industry, traveling down those paths. But you said something like earlier that actually really interests me, is that we're going to be in our house more as far as our ent- entertainment. And I... Could see the death of movie theaters happening within the next five
0: years. Yeah, I think, I think if it, like, either that, I think either movie theaters will die, or movie theaters will become like people in recliners wearing VR headsets. Yeah. Because yeah. like, if the IMAX theater was so popular because people couldn't get IMAX screens at home and that surrounds town yeah. it's like if you're able to create a theater that is able, you pay a certain amount of money. For the experience, and not so much for all the technology. Like paying hundreds of dollars for the entertainment, and just paying like twenty bucks for a visit. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that could be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people aren't taking risks in industries like this. Yeah, and Even when it comes to gaming. art, I feel like art is one of those things that you need to take yeah. risks on because when you take yeah. risks, you know you risk it all when you're you things. You set the
1: bar. When you, you set take the risks. bar. You set yeah. the bar. I like that. That's what's amazing about it, especially f- like art. Well, uh, as you said, art, but you know movies too, like movies mm-hmm. as an art form you have to take those risks because you're gonna you got to you got to make those bold risks if you're just making the same movies over and over and you're over chasing like, the fad if you're if you're just doing taking like parts seven or nine <laughs> whatever like it's just like you're not taking those risks artistically that that gets new watchers attention mm-hmm. and gets uh you know the interest of the pop popular culture as
0: we talked about Yeah, pop culture is huge yeah Kind of makes or breaks businesses, yeah. and with how fluid it is, mm-hmm. how things can bounce back between certain genres, certain ideas. Mm-hmm. I think our 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 generation is really just sporadic when it comes to change. You yeah. don't really stick to something for too long. We're kind of the generation of fads, yeah. silly bands, kind or of but... silly bands?
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember those days. You know, just wearing all those issues. silly bands on my arm so that got that day? ice yeah it's, it's the fashion man. it's all culture that you're building like we're we're the fad cultures in modern day like does that continue in the future uh, I'm willing to say yes yeah, probably. at least for five years you know what I mean we're we're still the generation in, in dominance as far as the pop culture you
0: know? yeah for sure we haven't solidified either yeah. We're so unique, and we're always spreading in different directions.
1: You know, what changes that is like I want to say an event of crisis or war, like where the users is taught that they have tested. to. Yeah, or we're not tested right now. We're just we're in prosperity. You know, this constant the golden age. Yeah, not whatnot. too much to worry about. Yeah, so we just go out there and we create art and we do different stuff. Is it that
0: there's not too much to worry about, or there, or the causes that are that need to be worried about, like? too much work for us to deal with are think, we lazy or are mm, we prosperable
1: it's more of we don't have the concerns that we have to like actually survive and go out and find food every single day like that type of struggle like we are, so we, don't are have we have leisurely struggles yeah, yeah we don't have immediate danger
0: yeah the immediate danger is a strong motivator yeah I feel like that's a problem with our society we don't think I mean that's a problem with all societies we don't think big picture enough we think too micro we need to think macro a lot of issues to tackle, but it's another episode. Talk yeah, about what needs to be fixed in the world, yeah. Yeah, no,
1: I actually segues to our maybe our next episode that we'll do, um, on that. But I, we had a good talk overall in the culture, the culture revolution stuff, yeah. So kind of let's
0: talk about what we're what the plans are for the coming week,
1: yeah. So in the coming week, I think what we're gonna do is we'll take Friday off, and we're gonna, me and Chris are just gonna plan out. You know, future podcasts, you know, content that we want, really want to uh, let out. And we also want to work on our post-production work mm-hmm. uh, as far as getting an intro, getting all the technology we need, and even some in-studio work such as getting cameras. And we, we hope to be able to have our own YouTube live stream mm-hmm. and have that in real time. Maybe even do Instagram live and stuff like that. That'd be really fun. Um, but yeah, any other thing that you think I miss, missed out on as far as our
0: plans? No, it seems pretty, pretty up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the viewers out there, you know, if you're ever interested on in chiming into what we talk about, yeah. you know, throw us some thoughts. To yeah. what, what do you want us to talk about? You know, how could we interact with you? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just yeah. doing this for fun, but we're also doing this to appeal to our fans. Yeah, and we love to have, exist.
1: We love to have uh, people come out and you know be on the show and because mm-hmm. we want to create a huge community like that.
0: Yeah, we we're just chasing the idea of perspective. Everybody yeah. has their own unique perspectives, yeah. and that's what the this podcast is all about our yeah. perspectives on things. That's yeah, true.
1: We love the we love the perspective from other people. So, but thanks for listening to this uh, series that we made, and we really enjoyed creating it for you guys.
0: Hope you like the bite-sized content.